Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. Joining us now on the phone, the Chief Economist at the Business Development Bank of Canada, Pierre Clairot. Pierre, good morning. Good morning. Happy Small Business Day today, by the way. You picked the right day to talk to me. Yes, well, definitely. That's a great day for small business today. It is. You've got a new study out. This is interesting. I'll just read the headline, and then you can go into it for us a bit. 91% invest in technology, so 91% of small and medium businesses have invested in technology, but only 5% are using it effectively. Tell us about this. Well, the good news is uh, more and more businesses are investing in technology, but we still have a long way to go because what we realize in the study, a lot of businesses are investing without having a strategy. So sometimes they are not investing the, the best way for growing their business. But nevertheless, the good news is more and more businesses are investing now in technology. And the pandemic sped this up, didn't it? I mean, everybody realized, oh, man, uh, I can't open my my doors to my shop. How am I going to get customers? And many of them weren't online, for example, using technology to their best advantage. And and now they're realizing we've got to correct that. Definitely, you're right. A lot during the pandemic, a lot of consumers decided to shop online for obvious reasons. At at some point, the, the stores were closed. But also when they reopened, a lot of people didn't want, you know, they didn't feel comfortable to go to a store. So the online business tripled during the pandemic and never went down. So we are, the online business has continued to be very strong. And that's the reason why businesses are investing so much. What we realize in the study is businesses who have been invested, investing in technology, they perform better. They are growing faster. It's easier for them to get financing. They're more resilient. And that was very important during the pandemic. So what is the best strategy then, uh, making the best use of technology? You, you mentioned that that seems to be the issue. They're investing in the technology, but they're not using it effectively or properly. So so give us some tips here, or, or what are some areas they need to improve on? Well, the first thing to do is to look at, to have a plan. Instead, you know, maybe the first reaction of many people is to start investing right away. So, for example, having a website, uh, making transactions on your website. Well, it depends on your business. It depends on your business model. depends on your sector, your size of firm. So the first thing to do is to sit down and have a plan and understand what would bring value to your consumer. And that's where you should invest in technology. Sometimes it's having a website. You don't need to sell directly. Maybe you can use other platforms. In some other cases, selling directly on your website is the best strategy. For other businesses, maybe you don't even need that. You you focus on the efficiency of the production, for example, if you're in the manufacturing sector. So the most important step is the first step is to have a plan to make sure that you are investing in what will bring value to your business, but also to your consumers. And are there some categories of businesses, some areas, some sectors that are using technology better and some areas that need to get better at it? Well, some uh, there's two sectors who are investing more. more. The, the technology sector, which is kind of uh, not so very, very surprising, 
but also the retail has been really improving over the last two years. We just, you know, talked about it during the pandemic. A lot of consumers have decided to go online. So the retail sectors have been investing more than, than others. Well, sectors that are lagging are the one, the smaller sector, like hairdresser, garage, people who believe they don't need to be online. But today, everybody needs to be visible online because that's where consumers are shopping. And what about personal services? I, I ask about personal services because in the study, in going through the study, there is mention of a Winnipeg salon, Fresh Air Salon. And uh, the owner of that particular business here in Winnipeg is doing it right. Tell us about it. Well, this is a very good example. A small business hairdresser. She uh, hesitated, you know, she thought, as many other businesses, that she didn't need to be online. But what she realized during the pandemic, when she was closed, when she was forced to close for a while, she was still selling products online. Also, after once she reopened, she realized that the new generation, they prefer to book online than making a phone call. That's, you know, the younger generation, they are really online so they don't want to make a, an appointment by calling. They want to do it directly online. Also, she was very innovative because she she uh, posted videos on new hairstyle, and that drove clients to her business. So this is a great example because it's a small business. It's a business, a local business, directly to consumer. But by having a website, she's driving traffic to our business by being very innovative, you know, creating video to show what is the new air style that is trendy right now. Interesting. No, it's a, it's a great success story, and it's right here in, in Winnipeg, and I appreciate you uh, pointing it out, out in your study. Again, it's, uh, uh, her name is Praise over at um, Fresh, uh, Fresh Air um, Salon. And listen, I don't often get the chance to talk to the chief economist at the Business Development Bank of Canada, so let me ask you, Pierre, before I let you go, um, we're not out of the pandemic yet, but, you know, things are returning to normal. H- how are businesses generally doing and, and how long, the ones that have survived, and we've lost many, and, and that's unfortunate, really sad. How are they doing and when will things maybe get back to something very close to pre-pandemic normal? The uh, situation in Canada and in Manitoba is much better now. The pandemic is not over, like you said, but the impact on the economy is pretty much over. The demand for services and products is very strong. The challenge for businesses is is, uh, still is the impact of the pandemic on Asia. So it's still difficult to have your products, especially if you buy from outside the country. So the supply chain distortion because of the COVID-19 is not over. There's a lot of cases in China 40% of cities are partially or totally shut down because of COVID-19 in China. So for businesses who are buying supply from China, it's, it's still difficult. It should improve in the next 12 months, but it's not over. But the, uh, the, the, the positive side is the impact on Canadian business besides this, the supply chain is pretty much over. We're back to the pre-crisis level now. Pierre, thanks for your time. Thank you. Pierre Claro, Chief Economist, Business Development Bank of Canada. New study highlighting the importance of technology in small and medium-sized businesses. 
Joining us now on the phone, she is a Winnipeg healthcare worker and now an actress as well, Sheila Latwako. Sheila, good morning. Hi, good morning, Hal. Congratulations on Islands. Thank you very much. Your first lead role, first time acting in a movie. Gosh, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is very exciting. How did this come to be? Well, they were casting um, middle-aged people and seniors. Um, I think this is this is pre-pandemic. They were casting middle-aged people mm-hmm. and seniors through social media. Right. And I saw my friend reported it and um, on his social media. And at first, I thought it was a scam, <laughs> but I, I I wanted to ask. So yeah, I called my friend, and she assured me that. It wasn't a scam, and in fact, um, Martin, the director, is her cousin. And so, yeah, I submitted a photo and um, an email saying I am interested in the female lead part. Um, and then, yeah, after like 10 minutes, he responded asking for more details and availability. And, yeah, I got very excited and nervous at the same time. I'll bet. Yeah, I submitted my self-tape, auditioned through Zoom, um, did a chemistry audition with the lead um, lead character, Rogelio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you acted in high school in the Philippines, so mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. a bit of an actress, but to land your first lead in your first movie is incredible. Yes, it was just a childhood dream. It was just, um, um, I never imagined that it would actually came true here in Canada. Yeah, it was just a dream. I never thought that I could uh, be an actress, a real actress here in Canada, like in, in movie, in big screen. Yeah, and Islands is getting mm-hmm. critical acclaim. We've been uh, being featured in some... Uh, Film festivals, and so far we're we're winning awards. Mm-hmm. And you're a healthcare worker. I am. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for and, your service. Yeah. I'm sure it's been a difficult couple of years. Yeah, I've been working in healthcare for seven years now, and yeah, that's why I landed in this. Um, the director um, liked my role uh, because I'm a healthcare worker, and mm-hmm. so yeah, they needed someone who is a good caretaker for an elderly and yeah and martin was impressed with with that and Mm -hmm. so yeah they 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 got me (laughs) tell people a bit about the story the movie islands the film is about a a timid or a shy filipino canadian immigrant in his late 40s struggling with the care of his um aging parents you know he sacrificed his personal happiness his professional relationship to care for his parents. But he is terrified of being alone. So um, this is also his very first experience of a puppy love. But in a weird, you know, awkward, impossible situation, mm-hmm. I came to offer help. And that's when the story becomes more interesting. Very cool. And I understand that you have been cast in another movie. You might have to give up health care. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can't. I'm still pursuing more. I, I'm. I would want to to attain my nursing license here, so I'm yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> right, which is something you had in the Philippines, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about the other movie, and and when does it start filming, or is it already filmed and coming out soon? You know, it was. Um, we filmed um, Islands back 
pre-pandemic and after that, when I went back to Winnipeg, I kept on auditioning. And so I, um, yeah, after this movie, I also did a lead role in another short film in Manitoba called Mansanas by mm. Erin Hembrador. Um, yeah, it was shown in the Gimli Film Festival um, last year. And okay. um, I also acted on small parts in a couple of short films and some, you know, some projects too, like campaign ads. And even background acting, I do that. I just kept on auditioning and submitting. I love doing it. Good for you. Well, listen, I'm happy to have you on. Congratulations, and keep up the Thank great work you. out there in the hospitals. Thank you. Sheila Latwako, uh, she is a Winnipegger, a healthcare worker, now an actress, and very cool that uh, she is uh, hoping to be a nurse here like she was in the Philippines. And listen, with our nursing shortage, we we need more people wanting to do that. But this uh, film that she's in, Islands, is really doing well. As I mentioned, it's getting a lot of critical acclaim. So it was uh, very nice to meet Sheila, and I encourage you to check out the movie called Islands. Islands.